this is who you know, but what am I telling you for? Uh, I'm Dmitry Samarov, and you know that as well, I think. Today, uh, I talked to Sonia Weiner. Sonia is a professor uh, of American literature at Tel Aviv University. Um, her subject is uh, immigrant literature, uh, more or less. Uh, she's interested in how people write about themselves and their histories. Uh, we talk about all that, uh, in, even about the time that she wrote about me one time. Uh, her family's move from uh, America to Israel and... Uh, a lot more. Hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Who would have thought there there used to be a division of labor, you know, that makes right. sense. Like Well, it's know. the same with photography, you know. Everyone's a photographer these days, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, the yeah, the phones completely killed yeah. photography. Yeah. As far as I can tell. Or liberated it. Maybe yeah, it depends who you <laughs> talk to. Some people are very That's depressed. True. I mean, my middle brother was a photographer mm -hmm. like his whole life and it he worked at a high-end photo studio that yeah uh whose business disappeared you know like, yeah and their only clients in the end were just museums and it was just not enough to keep going you know yeah, yeah. like I a film think. film you know processing and stuff and yeah. printing giant mural prints and stuff but yeah. yeah it was over he went back to school to become a school teacher uh, and this is this is years ago now. This is yeah. let's see. He got married like ten years. Yeah, it's like twelve years ago, yeah. something like that. You know, tough. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, mm -hmm. So you're you're in France. I am in France. I'm in the French Pyrenees. Is it just vacation um, or is it work type thing? It's well, you know, academics on vacation are. You, Pretty much, you know, I'm on vacation with my laptop and, mm. uh, you know, working on some <clears throat> material and deadlines and student papers and, you know, the works. Oh, shit. You have, you have to take <laughs> yeah. homework with you? Oh, that's terrible. Uh, yeah. And, and my writing projects. And, my dad yeah. had that scam like my whole childhood. Like mm -hmm. he was a he would get some some place in Europe you know, to pay his way to do some mm -hmm. conference and then he would just go hiking like in the Pyrenees the rest of the time. Right. Or someplace. That's the only time I've been there was with him when I, when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, th that's true. That's the, one of the other things that, you know, is that people go to conferences and then they, you know, take an extra couple of days and walk around. But here, actually my, my mother's family, um, are, they're from the Netherlands, and oh, when her okay. parents when her parents retired, they um, uh, bought some land here and built a, a small little cottage uh, in the mountains, kind of secluded. So, oh wow, uh, yeah. So it's uh, you know it's a place that I've been coming to for years. You know, uh, don't want to tell you how long, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I remember visiting my grandparents here. So oh wow, yeah. yeah. I guess I know, yeah, I don't know, well, you might be the first person that I know yeah. that actually, you never think of those places as having, like, people actually living there. Yeah. Those are places you go to travel for 
vacation or hiking or right. special occasions. You don't right. think people actually can live there. <laughs> True, but maybe from the proximity, you know, from the U.S. is different than, yeah. you know. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know about these things. We're um, migrants, right? <laughs> so I, I, have fa <laughs> I have family in Europe, um, yeah. and so, you know, Europe is part home as yeah. well so, uh, so so is that why that that it seems to be like your great subject this this migration yes. thing that's kind of your over, overarching i don't know i haven't read that many things that you've written mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. I, I read one thing you wrote for right <laughs> out of self-interest but right. <laughs> for sure um, but uh that seems that's that's your subject right yeah i guess i've kind of gravitated towards it over the years. Um, I think, um, you know, my family migrated to Israel when I was nine years old. Um, from where? You were from, from where? Well, we were living in California, mm -hmm. but I was born in Vancouver. My dad's from New York, mother's mm -hmm. from Holland. My dad's family, you know, his father's from uh, Russia, mm -hmm slash well depending on what years uh, it right. was the borders change so, yeah yes right um so so my parents moved uh when i was nine and then you know for a long time i always felt that it was a kind of disability you know to be a migrant from somewhere else and then I realized that it, it 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 was it was actually you know depends how you look at it you know you could you could how, find you know find home everywhere in a lot of different places how and old then, were you when you had that change of mind or like this realization it took a while I think I was like in my 20s right okay <laughs> yeah I was gonna guess you wouldn't have realized that as a kid going into schools that because those kids are not that welcoming generally exactly <laughs> you know <laughs> people from other places right. that's not exactly. that's not what they want they don't want difference they want people to be the same <laughs> right they do and they make it very difficult for you um yeah yeah the you know right. you uh, you know i felt pretty much like a leper in, in the school system you know? yes i know i know i know and uh i'm you know, I guess where I was, there were, I wasn't the only immigrant, but still, you know, there were like the authentic, like real, you know, Israelis. And then there were like the, the weirdos, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to peg, make you peg, peg all this to a specific year, but this is, yeah. I'm going to guess, was it the same time or before the, the flood of the, from Russia? It was more or less the same time. Yeah, okay. Talking about like the mid seventies, yeah. Um, oh, okay. No, because no later. I mean, when the Soviet Union fell, there was, uh, a, no, there, was a, no, there was an actual, you know, like yeah. That's when people were pretending to be Jews to get out of that godforsaken right. country, which you right. know they're doing anything they can now again to get True. out of that country for different reasons. Yes, but, for <laughs> different reasons, yeah. Yeah, there was also a window uh, of opportunity in the in the in the seventies, and there were actually right. a lot of Russians in uh, the building that I lived in. Well, um, yeah, my uh, my aunt yeah. has lived there since, let's see, 
76 or 74, right. somewhere in there. And we left in 78, but, you know, right. we, you, the way the process they had was you, you get to Europe and then you have to choose right. where you go next. But Israel right. was involved uh, the, uh, wherever you went, you know. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I guess I, I just started reading a lot of literature on, um, and my field is American literature. And so right. I read a lot of literature of, of people who, like you, who, who migrated yeah. to the, the United States. Um, and uh, and I, I was thinking as you were talking about that uh, experience of being in Europe, I was talking, thinking about uh, Boris Fishman, who mm-hmm. you probably I, I know Boris. Yeah. I, I mean, he... I got to know him. I, I reviewed one of his books and then we kind of mm-hmm. struck up a casual friendship. Yeah, I know him a little. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't say we're friends, friends, but yeah, I know him. Yeah. So I, I also wrote something about his work, but he, I can't think of the name of, of his more recent book uh, of recipes. Uh, here, yeah. Yeah. Savage re- Feast. Yes. Savage yeah, Feast. Yeah. With, right. with memoir. It's right. interspersed, but yeah, he. Right, interspersed with recipes, and yeah. and he talks about that experience of leaving Europe and uh, leaving Russia and going yeah. to Italy and making the decision: Are you going to yeah. you know Israel or to Brooklyn? Exactly. Or, right, yeah. Um, and so it was, you know, what interested me though when I was reading these uh, books was not necessarily the the experience of migration, but more like. How did this, um, you know, how did it change the way the people looked at the world around them? How did it alter their perspective, right? And mm. I'm talking about their 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 understanding of space and and of place, and so right, like the 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 book that I wrote, which you may have looked at, Amer- which is titled American Migrant Fictions. Is, is all about that. How do these migrant ri- mm-hmm. writers incorporate the kind of sense of different spaces, you know, in this kind of temporal unfolding of, of the narrative? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I, I wrote about Alexander Hemon, also somebody I'm sure you, you know, former Chicago. I don't know uh, him. Uh, I actually don't know him personally. I, I know mm-hmm. I know his writing, but yeah, he's a yeah. he's a traitor to Chicago. So he's dead to yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and to at Princeton, nonetheless. Right. I know um, he's just yeah. a traitor. But <laughs> well, it was, uh, you know, it seems to me that Chicago is a very formative experience experience oh yeah well you know launched his career for sure like and (laughs) so in his lazarus project right he uses all kinds of photographs so Mm -hmm. you know and different storylines and um i also wrote about uh, gb tran who's uh he he was born in the u.s but to vietnamese refugees Mm -hmm. and he wrote comics called vietnam america so Mm -hmm. Again, the whole use of comics in order to talk about, you know, the span of over 50 years and, and mm-hmm. family and, um, and was he was he uh, was he one of the the boat people or uh, no, they actually flew out of oh, okay. uh, one of the last uh, planes. Um, okay, because yeah, I went to yeah. school in uh, in Boston in Brookline with a bunch of uh-huh. kids from Vietnam, and they had. Some of them yeah. had some harrowing stories. 
right. uh, about how they right. how they escaped. You know, yes. Vietnam. Yes, and yeah. and um, who writes about that? Um, what's his name? The guy who wrote the Sympathizer. Um, oh yeah. Oh, um, uh, what's that guy? Yeah, Nguyen. <laughs> uh, I mean. Almost all, all of them are named Nguyen. That's like that's like the Smith, like, the Smith oh, of Vietnam. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I forget his name. Viet some oh. Oh uh, here, shit. Viet San Nguyen. See, yeah. Yeah, yeah that Nguyen. Uh, I think it's. I've heard yeah. it pronounced Nguyen, but it's Nguyen. It's, okay, yeah. yeah. No, I haven't heard it pronounced ever. So yeah. I'll take your well, word for it. Yeah, yeah. It looks like Nguyen. Yeah. But yeah. it's uh yeah it's like the Smith of Vietnam like everybody's named that everybody has that <laughs> yeah. name right so yeah. he he also has a collection of 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 edited I think stories where he he brings in you know the stories of a lot of people who mm. okay yeah made I, that I haven't read journey. him yeah yeah he's he's interesting I think because he's also an academic mm. and a creative writer and so he knows yeah you know he he knows what he's doing <laughs> yeah. That's my sense, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was my, you know, my project that I I was working on. Also, I had a few other other um, you know authors there, but now I'm I'm working on something new. Yeah. It's also this very in between kind of thing. It's in between genres, so it's like you know auto fiction uh -huh. or autobiographical fiction, oh. and it's it's intermedial. Uh, I'm I'm in love with photography, so it's in narrative and photography. Oh, okay. And it's it's also in between identities because inevitably most of the people are, you know, people who are either you know migrants themselves or second and sometimes even third generation migrants but so, you're using you're using photography from your life or from people you know or no i'm no. i'm just looking at at novels or oh oh other people auto fictional yeah. work okay. right that that does this uh this kind of uh and and really interesting stuff coming out right now um yeah so have you heard of uh, Valeria Luiselli? I've heard of her. Oh. I uh, yeah, I know she's really big, and I attempted to read one of her books and got through a couple of pages <laughs> and and couldn't do it. There's mm, something okay. about yeah. her style just did not work for me. I I don't know. Uh -huh. Maybe maybe I'll, I'll have to give it another go. But yeah, I know she's she's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I usually <clears> I try. Probably picked her up before she was a big deal because mm. people are a big deal. I find it <laughs> not mm. easy to, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Maybe you were thinking of her book, Lost Children Archive, which. Uh, I don't remember which yeah. one. Uh, yeah. Somebody recommended it, something with teeth, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, she mm. has one with teeth also. You're right. Maybe that <laughs> one. I, I, it's, it's been a couple of years now and it's. Yeah. You know, I go through so much stuff that once something's gone, it just it's it just fades. Especially something that didn't make an imp an impression. You know, I, I know. Just, I just forget I about it, and then, you know, I read half the stuff I read is for you know reviewing and stuff. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's always something. I mean, the thing I'm reading now is just amazing. Is that that Olga Tokarczuk book, the, uh, book, the books yes, of Jacob? I mean, it's just yep. crazy. It's like mm -hmm. reading the Bible or something, but better written.
I have not read. I have not read that yet, but I was just uh, it's kind of looking amazing. at it on on uh, yeah online <laughs> just yesterday. So it is okay. Yeah, it's oh. yeah, it's tremendous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> and it's okay. a, it's about you know it's about these these Jews in this kind of like you know Poland Ukraine kind of like yeah. A gray area who decide mm. that they found the Messiah and they appoint mm. this kid the Messiah basically <laughs> and apparently it's gonna in yeah I'm still in the 18th century I think mm -hmm. apparently it ends with the Holocaust and it's uh -huh. you know it's a thousand pages it's epic so yeah. I, th this is the book I go back to I mean I've been reading it very slowly as I yeah. read other stuff and it's mm -hmm. very very clearly written uh, yeah interesting <clears throat> but many many yeah. many characters and lots in, of ideas but not heavy-handed somehow yeah interesting yeah i like what you said though also the, that you're reading it slowly and alongside other things that you're reading and mm -hmm. i was wondering if that's something that you always did because i, I find myself now much more than ever before like simultaneously reading yeah. several different books yeah. No, I never used to do it. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, I've, I guess I, just out of practice from mm -hmm. book reviewing and, and research stuff, uh -huh. if I have to write an article or something, I'm, I'm able to put a book. I used to be completely just one book at a time. Yeah. And, if and I then quit, also committed to it. Yeah. Right? And, you, and, you have to finish yeah. it. Uh, yeah. that, that, <laughs> that dropped away years ago, too. Years ago. <laughs> yeah, I'll quit on a book yeah. after two pages. You know, like, uh, because life's too short, you know, I'm, I'm not getting uh -huh. any younger and I do that in movie, like famously with friends are just shocked. I'll just get up mm -hmm. and leave a movie after 15 minutes, mm -hmm. you know, like in a movie yeah. theater, I get up and leave Yeah. because, okay. because I start thinking if my mind starts drifting and I'm unhappy, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, I could spend those mm -hmm. two hours some other way that's yeah. better. And uh, I, I, so I eat the ten or fifteen dollars. It's mm -hmm. it's not a it's not a tragedy. Yeah, no, you know? absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't. It's better to leave. No, <laughs> I don't complain to the theater or anything. It's my thing. You know, mm -hmm. they didn't make the movie bad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I I quit instantly. It's just I have mm -hmm. I have no time. I have to depend on my instincts, and I've mm -hmm. you know I go with a gut feeling all the time. But mm -hmm. but now yeah, now that I have to do some reading that's for work i do read mm -hmm. more than once but for for myself i don't still it's very rare mm -hmm. that i i juggle books because mm -hmm. it's hard to it's hard to keep all the narratives and stories straight you know mm -hmm. and, well that's actually interesting i always find that you know when i'm you know teaching two different courses two different mm -hmm. texts and right. reading a third one for my own yeah. like pleasure that you get these interesting juxtapositions that you never would have stumbled upon otherwise oh sure so there's yeah something you know about reading simultaneously that you know that that can be that can enable you know a lot of yeah. creativity to enter the the uh, oh the, yeah no it de it definitely so, enters so I, I, I just that. yeah I, I I don't know I'm probably mm -hmm just not as smart as you i i can't juggle i can only juggle so many <laughs> balls to, at once you know? i don't think it has to do with being smart or not but <laughs> anyway um also yeah. no no formal training in how to how mm -hmm. to study or how to do any of the mm -hmm. the stuff that you do you know for mm -hmm. a job i mean i went to art school it's it, that's right. school, school for dummies you know it's not 
<laughs> I don't think so. Ac- Academic-wise, so. it is. <laughs> Trust me, it is. <laughs> I mean, my academic classes at the Art Institute were below high school level. Like, you know, like at least, well, I went to a, kind of a fancy high school. For, for, for uh-huh. public school in America, it's probably mm-hmm. as fancy as you can get, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I remember, uh, yeah, the academic classes at the Art Institute being, like, very simple, you know. <laughs> I wonder if that's changed. Yeah. Yeah, they've grown. I mean, they've they're yeah. they've just like yeah, they're mm-hmm. like a a cancer. They they have half of downtown and mm-hmm. it costs like seventy grand to go there now, which yeah. is just absurd. It's it's highway robbery. But, <sighs> well, yeah, yeah. I don't. I no comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know you you work at an uh, an institution of higher learning, so yeah, we don't. Uh, yeah, we don't but have it's to... all pub. It's all public. Uh, you yeah, and where I teach, it's public university. So right, and you've not, been there a long a time. Private one. At, at, yeah, yeah, I've Tel been Aviv. there. Yeah, yeah since um, well, I did my graduate studies there. And oh, you went to school there. Continued, okay. yeah. right? So, uh, yeah, it's been over twenty years. So wow. I've been there a while. Yeah. I just talked to and, another writer. Actually, and mm-hmm. a, a writer you might it might interest you. This guy. He's Chicago based. His name is Gint Aris. And mm-hmm. he he's uh he was born in America, but he comes from uh his parents are Lithuanian uh refugees. Mm-hmm. And his his writing is often about this similar subject matter, you know. Mm. Okay. Kind I'll check fit. him out. Yeah, Gint Aris. He he wrote a fat book called The Fugue. His big novel mm-hmm. was called The Fugue kind of goes through different generations and mm-hmm. uh yeah i reviewed it for the chicago tribune mm-hmm. i don't know it came out going on 10 years ago now i don't know something like that uh-huh. but he's been uh teaching at a suburban chicago community college for com- mm-hmm. he's about to have his 20th anniversary so it was on his mind mm-hmm. and he's uh, he's <laughs> about to turn 50 so lots of mm-hmm. like you know midlife crisis type feelings i guess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So I, w- I was going to tell you about um, about some of the you know the work that I'm doing now with mm-hmm. uh, with uh, um, books like Luiselli's book, uh, which um, the Lost Children Archive, mm-hmm. um, which you know as I was saying, it was kind of mixing genres and medias yeah. and identities and. I think uh, like a lot of the, I mean, it's a story where, where, you know, you have a mother, father and a boy and a girl and they're on a road trip, um, Mm -hmm. you know, to the Arizona U S border. And uh, their uh, family that is, that are archiving, they're basically making these archival collections of audio. And there's also photography, of course, involved. Mm. And, you know, the way she she organizes the book is really interesting because there are like seven boxes. Mm. After some of the chapters, there's what's called a box. And then Mm. in the box, you have like these lists, indexes of what's actually in the box. And Mm. one of the boxes actually has reproductions of the materials that are in the box. And Luiselli herself, talks about actually having the real boxes beside her when she's writing the book. Mm. And, and one of the boxes has, you know, a collection of Polaroid photographs in it. 
um, you know, at the end. So I'm interested in, in, you know, the whole process of archiving and examining, you know, what is it that, you know, is going into these boxes. So, you know, on the one hand, you have, you have the, the characters relying on old archival materials of, mm-hmm. uh, of you know Geronimo and the Chiricahua Apaches mm-hmm. and things like you know these lost <clears throat> material that's that's gone and lost and no longer accessible you know exactly what happened to them mm-hmm. and on the other hand there's also like a creation of new archives for you know some kind of future um, you know whether it's in photographs or in narration recorded stories so all of this whole question about you know the archive i think especially for for migrants or mm-hmm. immigrants you know to try to investigate some kind of a silenced or absent kind of past some kind of loss some kind of i don't know melancholy past um, sure and 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 also you know to do it in order to open some kind of a possibility for the future so i think you know yeah i, I mean sort of book is about yeah yeah i mean i attempted to write a book like that i mean mm. the, that soviet <laughs> stamps books is like yeah book is like yep. that um, mm-hmm. made of these fragments from of exactly past, of past. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and yeah. i i actually yeah the new thing i'm working on is sort of a mm-hmm. a little bit related uh, i i have i've saved you know every letter and postcard that's ever been sent to me that's and i've amazing. been re- i've been rereading <laughs> them and i'm writing mm-hmm. i'm writing answers like mm-hmm. letters back but from now mhm <laughs> so that's 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 it, great <laughs> it's a weird it's a bizarre uh yeah like uh i don't mm-hmm. know i it just came out of nowhere i'm sort of treading water because i finished another thing and i'm waiting mm-hmm. on the my uh, the guy like you know my beta reader whatever you call it mm-hmm. the editor guy to give mm-hmm. me some notes on it to how to pr- yep. proceed mm-hmm. so i started this other thing which is this letters mm-hmm. project and i don't know if it'll i don't know how how long i can do it and i don't know the form it'll take but it's yeah. it's definitely it has to be fictionalized just like the last couple yeah. of things for 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 many different reasons. <laughs> do, do you know, do you remember if you responded to the letters back then? I'm sure or, I did. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I was a pretty faithful letter writer for the uh-huh. most part. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I came across a, a couple of letters from this girl I met in Israel, you know, uh-huh. who uh-huh. kind of had a thing for Because, you know, I visited Israel with my family I've been yeah. there five or six times. Right. I remember uh, you told me your grandfather also lives. Uh... My grandparents both yeah. died of uh, oh. in in COVID lockdown, and I know unfor- your grandmother did, but I hadn't heard about your grandfather. No, they both yeah. they died within months yeah. of each other. Yeah, but she'd been, uh, yeah, she'd lo- she had uh, she had dementia for the last right. decade of her life. Yeah, that I remember. So she was yeah. in a home, uh, and you know, yeah. with the COVID, people weren't allowed to visit anymore. Yeah. And, uh, but they died within a couple of few months of each other. Uh, wow. And yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, sorry. My, sorry to hear that. Well, my mother wasn't able to travel there uh, to bury them. That's she still very difficult. Been, yeah. She still hasn't been back. I'm sure they'll, mm-hmm. they'll make that trip at some point, but uh, yeah. yeah, that was, a. Uh, it wasn't, it wow. was, the, it was the first summer. I think it was the first yeah. COVID summer. Yeah. Uh, when they both died. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, they were they were in their mid nineties, so it's not like <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like a yeah, it, a huge it, shot. It, it was just the circumstances, like for so many people during the, these last few years. Exactly, there's an added right. an added weight to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there is. But yeah, so on one of these trips, uh, I must have been. Uh, I was pretty. I don't. Uh, I'm bad with years, but I was pretty young. I, I met this girl who was a uh, who was a uh, a friend of she was friends with my grandmother actually she was like a neighbor or something mm-hmm. you know kind of struck up a thing a little bit of a thing but and there was mm-hmm. a few letters involved <laughs> uh and i you know it petered out because the the distances you know this is pre mm-hmm. pre-internet and you know like you uh-huh. could keep a thing going but uh, i was very not really you know. <laughs> no i mean well in in previous centuries, people did, you know, but their, their notion of, you know, time and patience were different, I guess, or what it's, have you. But, that's uh, true, yeah. Or people kept up these, uh, you know, long-distance things for decades, yeah. you know, like, you know, sailors at sea or whatever, <laughs> or tra- other kind of travelers. But, uh, I mean, I was amazed at her letters and how sort of intimate they were. And mm-hmm. she told me all kinds of things that I, I complete, I've completely forgotten because... These are things, this is, you know, 20 years, 20, 25 years ago, you know, but a lot of these letters are from my teenage years, you know. So So do you know where she actually is today? I mean, these are usually things you can find out. (laughs) I I try, I'm 97% sure she's an art historian. She may even Mm -hmm. have taught at your university. Mm Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wrote an email to some email address, never got a response. Just Mm -hmm. like, I wasn't really expecting to. Like, yeah. it's a weird thing to, this is like, speaking of midlife crisis, this is what midlife yeah. crisis people do. Yeah. But like, I'm not trying to rekindle anything with anyone. Like, that's right. I don't, I don't do Facebook or any of that kind of nostalgia. Uh, this I know. I know you're not into the, the, the social nos- media. <laughs> the nostalgia yeah. hole. Yeah. <laughs> like, the nostalgia hole is a hole. <laughs> it's it's horrible. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's the place. I'm sure hole. I've, you've heard this rant out of me before about how Facebook mm. is the place where all the people you've you know, intentionally lost severed contact with wait for you and like to well, pray I had on a really you. good, I had a really good experience actually yeah? with, um, yeah, I, um, you know, left California when I was nine mm. and, um, I had a, a good friend who was a boy and mm-hmm. we hadn't spoken like for a year and a half before I left. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I can't remember how long ago this was, but, I found him on face on Facebook. Yeah. And he was really happy. And yeah. you know, he like I don't know, because we were friends and then he stopped being my friend and mm. I didn't know why. And yeah. uh, you know, and the first thing he said to me was like, um, I always wanted to, you know, apologize to you for, you know, yeah. whatever. And then and, you know, we've been kind of like pen pals since then, which is crazy. Kind of interesting. Yeah. You know, he was like this, 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 uh, this, this name, you know. Yeah. And then suddenly he kind of materialized. So it's not all bad, you know, out there. No, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've made contact, occasional contact with people from the past like this. I, mm-hmm. I, uh, I tracked down uh, another girl who I had a big crush on and had a mm-hmm. pen pal thing with from a trip to France, actually, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. before my senior year of high school, it was a trip, mm-hmm. it was an art trip, it was through Parsons in New York, mm-hmm. and we went, 
it was two weeks, one week in the south of France and one week in Paris. And mm -hmm. we went, visited all those, the cave paintings. And mm -hmm. it was a heavy, really intensive art, like, you know, for prospective art mm -hmm. students. Uh, mm -hmm. And yeah, she's seems very happy, you know. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's nice that she's doing well and there's mm -hmm. not any kind of continuation. It was like one, one or two emails, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, right. but the, yeah, this, this, uh, this woman in Israel, like, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to do something with those letters. I, and she, it, she doesn't need to participate. You know? No, absolutely not. I mean, it's, probably, it's she, best it's, that she doesn't. It's you know? best that she doesn't. Exactly. Yeah. No, I was just curious <laughs> if you had any idea what happened to her after. But, after you know, this, a lot of these time. letters are from people that I was more involved with. Like, you know, <laughs> ex, there's yeah. a lot from exes, of course, you know. Yeah. Like the worst thing I remember my college girlfriend like ever did. The most hurtful mm. thing is she burned all my letters. Mm. I mean, yeah. and that was a way, you know, a lot of people, <laughs> that's what they need to do to purge yeah. people from yeah. their lives. But right. that, that was, uh, yeah, that was the the worst mm -hmm. thing she could have done. And I'm, I'm sure yeah. she knew that, you know. Well, apropos then... all of this, one of the other uh, authors <laughs> that, I'm, that, I'm, that I'm currently interested in is uh, Amitava Kumar, whom, mm. again, you may have heard of. I've heard of, yeah, um, again, not right. So he came to the United States from from India in mm -hmm. in the early 90s mm -hmm. and went to college and he has a book out from I think it's from like 2018 mm -hmm. um, called Immigrant Montana where he you know revisits from the narrator it's mm -hmm. an auto fictional book like and yeah. the narrator is uh, is not obviously the author but you know there's that. Yeah that it play there so he he revisits um the narrator visits his time in in college and it's basically uh you know he takes he takes you through you know several girlfriends and how they kind mm. of like initiated him into um you know uh into the what it meant to be an american and mm. and of course he broke up or they broke all three of them broke up with him <laughs> so sure. um but he relies on uh, the narrator there relies on uh journals um now again i i say relies i mean this is one of the questions that is up in the air does he really rely on them or does he not it's something yeah. we don't know and even in the the novel itself you know, he says that he doesn't, and then he says that he does. So, you know, this sure. whole question of, of past and memory and, and you know, your journals and... and yeah, but, yeah, know. I mean, I think mm -hmm. that even if he slavishly reproduced them, uh, I mean, those those uh, documents are still subjective and flawed, you know, they're not... Yeah, of course. It's, it's, not, it's not data, you know, there's a very big no. difference between... Mm. I mean, it's the difference between, you know, a memoir and a, like, a, I don't know. I don't know what what it would be. I, I didn't want to say history book because history books are subjective mm. as well. Uh, yes. There's the, you know, it's, it's not a math problem. Uh, right. Uh, we, don't, we don't work that way. We make up stories right. all the time to make sense of right. things. Uh, and he's making up stories all the time, um, yeah. uh, but intertwining them with, with uh, you know, with, uh, with history. Yeah. which I find just really fascinating. I mean, like sure. one of the, uh, the other things he does in the, in the book is like the character um, studies under a, a 
a professor at some university in New York, which mm. is never named, but sure. given the fact that Edward Said was teaching there, you can maybe think it's Columbia, but the mm. other guy is fictional. Sure. But he's based on an actual Pakistani political scientist mm. um, by the name of um, uh, Iqbal uh, Ahmad, and who was one of the... Um, who was one of the, uh, what is it called, the Harrisburg Seven, who mm. was a plot to, to ki- alleged plot to kidnap uh, uh, Kissinger. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's just really a wild, um, but what he does also so is it's he too, take... ba- too bad they didn't succeed. <laughs> well, the claim they didn't really try. No, I, their idea, I, I'm sure. And their their idea was just to you know to to question him. You know, they were saying from you know one academic to another. You know, let's ask you. And he was also a migrant. I mean, he came. Well, yeah. To the from Germany in the late he, 30s. He never lost he was like his 15. accent. He never lost his accent. I think he's that still, I think that fucker's still, still alive. Yeah, he's like he's 97 still... or 8 or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, like so... e- evil just doesn't die. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like he's... So that's also interesting. And uh, uh, so, yeah, that's that, That's another kind of uh, I think twist sp- on, on... You mentioned Montana. I, I think Fishman ended up in Montana or Colorado or somewhere. He was moving there with his he... family. With his, He had a kid... And he was he got a teaching job somewhere like out west. And mm-hmm. I remember the last time I was in touch with him it was a couple of years ago and mm-hmm. we're joking about you know, how he'd have to get a gun and stuff, you know. Oh. Yeah, that, just, I just, hope not. just 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 to <laughs> just, just to be. You know, I mean like yeah. it was a requirement of this you know, there's well there's more huh. you know, there's more cows than people in Montana, but huh. uh yeah, he was I don't know what were you were you writing an article or like is he in a book you're working on or which one? Uh, Fishman, Boris Fishman. F- Fishman, he was actually, there's a chapter in my, in a book that uh, I wrote oh, oh, on right. the okay. American migrant fictions. Oh, okay. You're, that's um, where you wrote about him. Right. And yeah. I forget. Um, but he, I think, yeah, there's, he has another book. Uh, I can't remember the names right now of all of it, uh, which had to do with that as well. But, yeah, no, he was a. He came to visit um, uh, our department in Tel Aviv a couple of years ago. Oh, he did. Okay. Uh, yeah, I invited him and he came and. Um, but I haven't. I don't know what's what's up with him since then. Yeah, last I heard, he was mm-hmm. moving out west somewhere. He was fling- Well, he always hated New York, which is kind of funny. He uh, he never liked the city, uh, but uh. But yeah, he's a yeah. very. He's an interesting character, very ambitious and kind of focused <laughs> kind yeah. of character. But yeah, he, he's also, yeah, he's younger than me. He, his that the wave of, you know, that he came in of migration that he immigration that he came in yeah, with he, was a decade after me yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. It was when the big flood came. Right, <laughs> and the, uh, kind of 89ish, right? Yeah, 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 when yeah. the Soviet mm-hmm. Union fell. Yeah, yeah which mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a key difference for like yeah. if you're studying, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Soviet immigration, mm-hmm. you know, Jewish it immigration. Is. It's yeah. it's uh it's very different mm-hmm. than the time that I came. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But interestingly, Montana connects to something else that I'm yeah. also oh. you know one of the other things that I'm working on. Um, 
um, in this project that I was mentioning earlier, um, there's a, an, uh, have you heard of a woman poet author uh, called uh, Paisley Reckdal? No, who's that? Um, Tell me about her. Uh, she's, I think she, she's a poet. Um, she's in uh, Utah mm. um, and at, at the University, I think, of Salt Lake. And she's, she's written a lot of poetry and one of, she wrote a memoir that's called Intimate, mm. an American family photo album. Mm. And what she does there is she herself is of um, Chinese ancestry on her mother's side, but like mm -hmm. third generation oh, okay. and Norwegian on her father's side. Wow. So she's, she's mixed. And she writes this family memoir using the photographs of Edward Curtis, you know, mm. the guy who did the North American Indian in those Yeah, he documented, uh, he's the big, what, yeah, he's like one yeah. of the most famous, I, even I know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm uh, yeah, I'm, I'm often very at odds with photography for many different reasons, but. But he's, yeah, <laughs> he's pretty much, uh, you know, pe people know about him. So anyway, yeah. he had a, a, a Native American uh Absarok guy from like the Crow tribe mm -hmm. called Alexander Upshaw, who was from Montana, right? Mm -hmm. oh, okay. <laughs> um, and um, uh, actually came to a very uh, sad ending there. Um, mm. Yeah, he was a, he he was one of those kids who went to the Carlisle Indian uh, school, you know, the school in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, where they. Um, took Native American kids and taught them how to be proper. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, all the Indian. Um, civilized, they civilized them? They or? civilized them, right. Yeah, yeah no, right. there's, uh, I mean, there's a lot on this right now coming out as well, also in, in Canada. Mm. of these these schools but so he he finished that school and and he was fully assimilated and then he kind of like you know b became less uh less assimilated and more re returned to his kind of like native background and he became a spokesperson for oh, wow. the crow tribe um you know he had the tools he knew how to talk to yeah. to the officials he had the english he had the language uh, and the ranchers weren't very happy about it because they wanted the land and, and he was, uh, sure. he was murdered. He was murdered. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's the story. But, but Recta, you know, takes these photographs of Edward Curtis yeah. and, you know, puts them in her photo album. Yeah. Um, and also all kinds of other photographers who took pictures of Native Americans in the late 19th mm -hmm. and early 20th century, yeah. um, you know, and tries to, to, tell some kind of a family story, which is also really interesting. Um, uh, and she also has a more recent book on appropriation. Mm, so right. if you were wondering Boys. about, you know, uh, which is a, it is a kind of a um, interrogation of the, the whole question of what is it to appropriate, yeah. you know, other, other, other people, in writing uh, it's really a uh, worthwhile read mm. um, so will this so. this project will this be a book 
That's the you general think, idea. That, yeah, that's, that's the plan. <laughs> that's the hope. <laughs> the hope. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Um, yeah, that whole academic world and the relationship to publishing is it's sort yeah. of very foreign to me. But like you know, when you contacted me about that mm -hmm. Chicago history book, it was yeah. really interesting and just mm -hmm. the glacial process with which things move. I mean, yes. it's, it's just, it takes for, everything just takes forever, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, first there's writing, the, yeah. you're doing the research and writing, yeah. which, you know, when it's, it's a project, it's, it's a large project that it can take a long time, but when yeah. it's also an edited, yeah. you know, volume, then, you know, you have, depending on, you know, anywhere from 12 to 40 people, then it, you know, yeah, can take, take a long time. And then you have the, you know, once you have all the material in, you have the, the copy editing and the, yeah. yeah, it's, it's agonizing. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, and then they, they put out this thing that's not accessible to anybody, but each other, their colleagues, you know, like. Um, <laughs> less and less, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's open yeah. access. And, yeah, I get, yeah. Um, no, I mean, I'm talking yeah. about this book that costs $200 to buy or $120 to buy, yeah. you know, like a, a hardcover yeah. book, like. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's absurd. You know, it is, it is absurd. And, you know, it's not, it's, what's also absurd is that, uh, you know, the writers themselves, uh, the authors don't yeah. really get paid for their work either. So oh. <laughs> my friend, my um, friend, Bill, who wrote the afterword to that, yes, he got a mm -hmm. box of books. So I got an extra copy of that book. Yeah. I know you but, told me because I asked them for for two because I wanted to to gift you one oh, because of your generous your generosity of of you know with giving the the image. Oh right, yeah, because um, of, yeah, there's a picture in there of mine. Yeah, yeah. that's I, I love it that there was a picture. I mean, they just asked if anybody had any you know ideas for images, and I said, of course, I'm writing. I, a, I wish they'd know. called me about the cover. The the cover of that book oh, really pisses me off. Uh, yeah. It's it's like a fuck you to Chicago mm -hmm. having that building on there, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's like a middle <laughs> finger, you know. Yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> you know, I've heard people, um, you know, s talk about the the architecture of the building. Yeah. Know, without the, you know the without the name of. Uh, you know the funny thing is that yeah. that thing went up, and for yeah. a few years. Uh, mm -hmm. I sort of like it, it does really cool things with the way it reflects light right as the time yeah. times of day changes it changes colors yeah. mm -hmm. and it's really cool but then he went and put those letters on and it yeah. ruined it yeah. completely it, it, it's it a, you know he he tramp stamped the city you know like yeah. <laughs> you know what tramp stamp is it's a it's it's a tattoo on the like just below your just above your ass oh, it's called a, that tattoo is called a tramp stamp <laughs> i see and like that's what he did to chicago basically putting those letters up there's horrible oh, letters up yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. well that, that actually i'm having i'm having another association now what i'm, I'm good I'm, uh, not not with tattoos, but okay. with um, with a volume that um, I contributed something to, which is on American literature in the age of Trumpism. It's oh, called. Oh, okay. So yeah, I, I'm not sure what image is going to be on that book. I'm yeah. interested. And and there actually I wrote about uh, Colson Whitehead. Oh, okay. And, um, his Underground Railroad. Mm. Um, 
So, yeah. Uh, have you read any Colson Whitehead? No, I have not. I have not. Yeah. No, he's he's on the list. Do you, yeah, do you, no, like, you like his work? I like his work a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's very varied also. I mean, he's... Uh, right, he writes a lot of different character stuff. and he, mm. he can really, yeah, um, move around a lot in there. Um, right. Yeah. Because, yeah, af- actually, um, in at Tel Aviv, I teach African-American literature. And, oh, you do? You know, I've written some stuff on... Um, uh, you know, in that direction as well. So, mm. uh, yeah. So African American literature is. How is that? How is that taken by the students there? Are they interested in that? Very. They are. Very, very interested. Interesting. Huh. And actually, in the Department of uh, English Literature and American Studies at Tel Aviv, we we have a lot of. Um, uh, you know, it's a mixed community of students. We have a lot of uh, Palestinian students, mm. which, you know, once upon a time were called Arab Israelis. Today, mm. they don't like to go by that name. They're more mm. the, uh, Palestinian. Yeah. So meaning that they're basically Palestinians who live within Israel, right? Right, Not, sure. Right. So they, um, I've had a lot of uh, students um, uh, uh from that sector in my uh, African American literature mm. classes, who have um, you know talked to me afterwards about all kinds of overlapping or similar kind of uh, issues and struggle. But, but you mean the so, you mean civil rights types type things? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, well, but a... but beyond that, I mean, it's usually a very popular class, and I enjoy teaching it and. Um, uh yeah was that was that uh how did you uh zero in on you know american literature and like was that always when when you were going to school was that always going to be the focus or uh no no not really no. i mean um yeah wh- who did you want to be when you, who did you want to be when you grew up <laughs> when you were little <laughs> uh, i wanted to be a ballerina <laughs> oh really my mom did yeah. too my mom did too. Yeah. yeah, I I still love dancing, but mm. you know, kind of in my living room, you know. Yeah. Did you go? Did you go to class? Did you do it when you were little? Or yeah, I went. I did. I actually did both. You know, for, as a kid, classical ballet, and then modern, and then, and then I did Israeli folk dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was in this dance troupe, and it was. But yeah, that didn't. Um, so no, actually, when I started my studies, I I did started with art history and philosophy, and then I kind of transferred in, kind of from philosophy into philosophy and literature. And then when I continued to pursue my graduate studies, I had to decide between art history and uh, literature, and I I opted for for literature. But I I find that I'm kind of like coming full circle now that I've brought images, you know, into my Oh right, work, because you're yeah. you're incorporating photography. Yeah. Yeah. So when I, actually when I studied art history we didn't really study photography, but yeah, uh, you know, it wasn't a field, an academic field so much. Yeah, it's sort of become that. Uh yeah. yeah. It's a it's I guess it's still a quite yeah, is art is it art? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? You know, some of it is. <laughs> yeah. Um 
you know, what is art? Uh, also, is another question. That, uh, <laughs> I don't think we're gonna <laughs> come to any kind of. You don't. You don't uh, think yeah. we're gonna come to a definitive answer on, mm, during this conversation? We, I was. I was. I had high hopes. Well, <laughs> I thought we were gonna say? solve all of it. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> kidding. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So that it just happened. You know. Uh, and I always like when we moved to Israel. I always continue to read in English. Um, right. And I just read a lot when I was growing up because it was like an escape, you know, into books. You know. So do you, I mean, do you think of yourself as an American? Um, well, I am also an American. <laughs> you mean sit, sit, um, like because you have citizenship or? I do. Yeah. Um, and um, that's one of the things. But I would, also, yeah. Stripped yeah. of when leaving the Soviet Union, that mm. that was one of the deals. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, you couldn't yeah. keep citizenship. Yeah. yeah, but I think it's it's more than that. I mean, I feel like uh, you know, culture culturally, there's mm. there's something you know because I I read American literature, then I'm kind of like somehow connected to the, the themes, ideas, trends, you know, mm. that are taking place uh, through the literature, you know, questions that call the whole identity but when, politics yeah, I mean, issue. When you read some of it, uh, probably not all of it, do you feel like it's, you know, like it's being, it's written about like you or like your people or whatever that may mean? This American literature? Uh... <laughs> I mean, American literature is so heterogeneous. You know, there's so it much. It is right. It's so there varied. is a lot of it. It's sort but of what we... what America is or should be. <laughs> you know, right? Isn't always, but <laughs> well, yeah. Well, when if you focus, at its best. <laughs> yeah. If if I focus on on um, migrant literature to America, where I you know the whole experience of of you know moving to to a different place and, um, you know, the way this impacts your, you know, the kind of anchor uh, in your, you know, the way it anchors your life mm -hmm. differently. That, these are things that I, that I can relate to, although, you know, for me, the experience was in, in a way opposite. I mean, we moved from, from California, you know, from mm -hmm. middle class, Mm -hmm. California to, you know, <laughs> a small apartment, you know, struggle, struggles, etc. So what was, um, what was the impetus? Was that a job thing or was that a religious thing or? Uh, neither. Um, neither. my parent, my parents had actually met in Israel in oh. the early sixties on a kibbutz. They were there for oh, studying. Wow, yeah. It was more like a romantic thing. My parents are romantics. They're not ideological yeah. or religious, you know. It's more, um, you know, something like that. So, uh, but it's a good question. That, they decided I, that going back was what they needed to do for... Yes, like that's their, exactly Like their love or whatever. It was like it's going to be fulfilled in, in that place. And yeah, they felt that this is where they wanted, you know, their family to be, and this is where they they felt most comfortable. Um, but to go back to your question, I mean, um, I would say that 
you know, I ask myself, you know, where's my my home or where's yeah. even my ancestral home? You know, <laughs> I don't really have one. You know, mm. there are many. Um, I feel both at home and not at home in a, all of the places that I I um, that I reside in or visit. Um, my sister lives in the States. Mm. My daughter is studying in the States. Uh, oh, so, yeah. Where, where you at? Know, I mean, uh, you know, she's somewhere uh, right now in, <laughs> on, the, on, the, <laughs> um, on the West Coast. Um, <laughs> and she, she did her, her, yeah, she was, she's now at graduate school and she, she was also um, on the East Coast for undergrad. And my sister is is your neighbor, probably in in your childhood neighbor. Oh yeah, she's <laughs> she's around Boston somewhere. It's yeah, around I, Boston somewhere, right? Yeah, because yeah. I sent you some. Uh, you you wanted some books. I think I sent to her or something. There That's was some right. kind of exchange. Yeah. Exactly right. So yeah, and you know my dad's family are still there, and in in Canada, I was actually born in Canada. So, oh. You know, okay. yeah, <laughs> it's it's. Uh, so I have a hard time answering that question. Where do I feel? Yeah. And um, no, I mean this is yeah, this is a thing that you know preoccupies me always. But <laughs> yeah, I know it does. <laughs> but and, you know, in my case, uh, there's no returning to where I'm from, and it's not because it doesn't exist. Yeah. And there's yeah. no re- well, and you know, if you follow the news last few months, you'll you'll see why I would never want to go back. <sighs> I know because it's a fucking yeah, the, horrible place, and yeah. <laughs> it always yeah. has been. It, right, and the news, the news, yeah, it's just inconceivable. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, you know, they they love their strong leaders there. They always have, and mm. but he's work. He's really working on making that place, you know, North Korea. You know, that's mm-hmm. <laughs> what will be left. Yeah. <laughs> After it's over, I, I have mm-hmm. no clue. <laughs> I have no insights at all. In, yeah. uh, <laughs> Do you have any family left back in No, the... no, haven't mm-hmm. for a long time. I mean, mm-hmm. my father went back a couple of times while his father was still alive, but that was a long yeah. time ago at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It was over a decade ago, and mm-hmm. my father's father, who was much older, uh, spent yeah. his last months in America. He outlived mm-hmm. his second wife, who was 20 years younger than him. Wow. And, and he came to America and kind of shuttled between my fa- my parents' house and my uncle's house. Mm-hmm. And but he was, you know, he was obviously, you know, everybody he knew had died, and he was, he would get up and have some food and then go back to bed. He was done, right. you know, <laughs> done yes. with living. Uh, yes. But he's buried. He's buried in Brookline, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's mm-hmm. the first. No, actually, I, I take that back. My my un- my uncle's uh, second wife, my aunt. Uh, she died young of cancer. She's buried in, mm-hmm. in on American soil, but we we don't have a very big family. So we yeah, we're yeah. only we're in America, and there's some in, there's some in Israel, uh, mm-hmm. some some you know distant cousins and mm-hmm. stuff, but nobody close uh, back in Russia. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no reason at all to go back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. None at all. Incidentally, my my own grandfather um, who who was born, uh, as I mentioned earlier, in, you know, Russia, which at, at the, mm. so during some of the time that he lived there was sometimes Poland, but mm. what is now, it would now be Belarus. Mm-hmm. So 
he he uh, came to the United States in 1916 in the middle of World War mm. One. So he's he's so he was fleeing ahead, you know, the the Soviet Revolution, mm. or just ahead yeah. of he just he just beat right. it, he just beat it yeah, out. He, yeah, he did, but he did experience a couple of years of the Soviet occupation, not so yeah, yeah the Russian yeah, occupation, yeah. and uh, which I remember him telling me about, and he also told me all about wow. you know coming to the states. Mm. Um, yeah, what happened is that he, he had a, a very large family. I think there were like 12 siblings or something. Mm. And one of them went to the United States um, and she got married and her mother traveled from the village in which they lived to New York mm -hmm. to attend her daughter's wedding and came back. And this is around 1910 and said to her husband, you know, we got to move, you know, that's the place yeah. to be. And so he left with um, one or two of the older sons to start a business and left her there yeah. and then sent her tickets to, mm. to come. And that was like 1914 and the war, war broke out. Yeah. And she was uh, pretty much stranded. Mm. Um, and then there was this avenue of opportunity in which yeah. they could travel in 2016 and my grandfather remembers you know yeah. taking the train and and then wow. you know to holland and then taking a ship and then arriving at uh, ellis island and you know if you didn't have anyone to sponsor you they sent you back yeah and they didn't they didn't know where where you know my great-grandfather was mm. and one of the women 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 uh sorry who who was working there saw my great-grandmother and she said to her are you Shana Chaya and she yeah. said yes I am and she said I'm so sorry to hear about your daughter's death um, and right. that you know and then she also knew where to find my great-grandfather that's how they they came in um, mm -hmm. and he you know he has this you know, self-made man kind of immigrant story yeah it must have influenced me you know it sure. must have yeah, now, now yeah. that you're talking about it, yeah, my my yeah. grandfather, the one that died in the U.S., he mm -hmm. he was one of whatever eight or nine siblings, as yeah. as that generation was, yeah. and you know he had people in his family were like you know speaking Yiddish still and stuff. Yeah, and, exactly. But, uh, he yeah. was uh, the only one. He was the last one alive because he was one of the younger ones, I think. But yeah. one of his older sisters uh, moved migrated to France early on and mm. she lived to be a hundred or so. So I probably have some distant relatives in France as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe I'll meet them when I when I go down to the to the village for for my <laughs> cup of coffee once we're done uh, speaking here. <laughs> how how long are you how long are you there for? How uh, just a few weeks, you know, oh, okay. it's a uh, spring break. So, oh, okay, you're on spring. Yeah, I was going to ask yeah. where the academic year you are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Huh. Yeah, great. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, yeah. So it, the the spring breaks are the the time to get a lot of a lot of this writing done and stuff or a lot yeah, of your own work. Yeah, spring break and semester break. That's that's the uh, the time that you you can Yeah. Yeah, have some peace and quiet and to do your own work. And and are you still doing a lot of traveling or were you before lockdown or whatever because yeah, when we mm -hmm. met in it was yeah. in 2019, you you mm -hmm. were there with your guy and you were going to go to yeah. 
India or something, or like you were going yeah. somewhere, some crazy yeah. place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, um, my guy does uh, uh, Indian philosophy, so right. Yes. Okay. So he, uh, his, you know, academic kind of like uh, interest lies there, and we s- spend a lot of time there. But we have not. Neither one of us has been uh, has been there since March. 2020 uh, yes yeah yeah that's the... so it's been over two years and uh yeah <laughs> so i don't know if that answers your question no 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 it, yeah, yeah it, we uh, have not i have i have not been traveling as much at all you, you know the, yeah my my parents love going to especially love going to italy they they go mm. almost every year and they were just mm. champing at the bit and went mm-hmm. last year as quickly as soon as people were allowed were to. to yeah mm-hmm. and uh yeah spent spent a couple of months there they're they're probably <laughs> hoping to go back again this year but uh yeah they're celebrating their what they're calling their 150th birthday they both turned 75 this year whoa neat <laughs> so so they're in the pro- we're in the process of trying to figure out where that celebration will be but that'll probably <laughs> be in america because uh-huh one of the things that has happened, you know, during from lockdown is it is like sort of excuse me from getting on planes anymore, which I never mm-hmm. I never enjoyed. But now yeah. I drive everywhere. I've taken these epic drives. Mm-hmm. I've driven to California twice. Uh, and wow. I, I've visited them many times just mm-hmm. renting a car and driving uh, mm-hmm. to Boston, which is a thousand miles. Well, wow. to me is easy <laughs> at this point. Uh how long um, does that take you? <laughs> 15, 16 hours, something like that. Uh, and you yeah. stop, hopefully, on the way? or To sleep? No. No. No, no, I, I do it straight through. And I did yeah, ca- well, you, you, yeah, you have this experience Well, I have the cab, the, the yeah. cab thing. It, it's, yeah. Even though I'm, I'm about to celebrate 10 years uh, retirement from a, yeah. driving a cab, it was in 2012, mm. the year that uh, wow. Uber came into Chicago. Yeah. was the year I quit but uh mm-hmm. yeah I it comes back and highway driving is very very easy it's not as stressful mm-hmm. as city driving you know I know you're right so no but I did California both times in two days <laughs> which is 2,000 miles it's twice the trip <laughs> to, but all I do, I load up uh you know audiobooks and podcasts and just mm-hmm. drive and I can mm-hmm. I can just do it and those are more like scenery wise are pretty dramatic uh trips uh-huh. uh to California. Right. This is the legendary road trips that you're taking, you know. Sort of driving yeah. driving that, across the, the the continent, you know. Yeah, except I don't yeah, I don't I don't stop anywhere and mm-hmm. it it's mm-hmm. it's sort of business like and mm-hmm. you know, I do of course look out the window and uh, right. there's some incredibly dramatic vistas. Especially mm-hmm. once you get to say Colorado and stuff, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. for a while, like well, yeah, west of Chicago for thousands of for a thousand miles, it's nothing but flat and boring. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean Iowa and uh, especially Nebraska are just deadly. But <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there's just nothing. <laughs> there's nothing for a very long time. But uh, after that, it gets more interesting looking. Uh, it's usually what's what's called flyover country, right? I yes. know a lot of people get offended by this. Well, no, I, well, I don't, people, I don't mean people, to offend anybody. No, no, but people I, that I've live heard on that the, term. Yes, <laughs> they they include all of the middle of the country, yeah. uh, right? And, 
there is. As, but I, you know, I live in the capital of the middle of the country. Yes. And basically, you know, to my mind, the capital of the country, like the most American city, is the one I live in. I think because it reflects. It. I agree in, with you. In, in many, yeah. many ways, uh, on yeah. many levels, uh, best yeah. what, what this, the best and the worst of what this country is. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I've only been that once when I went yeah. to when I met you, um, but uh, that was an interesting time. I, I, it was. It was. You, you you met me at a, a weird time in my life. I guess all the times in my life are weird, but uh, <laughs> that 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 lady I was with. Uh, for a very very short time, who I ended up writing about. She she ended up in my book in the bar mm. book. I don't know I don't know if you got that book or not. The old style. Uh, mm. the, the the last one I published, uh, which I published uh, last year. Uh, but it's a it's a book of stories set in bars, uh, very lightly fictionalized bars. But... No, I have not. Okay, I, but I, the... I have the one where you were drawing in bars. But, but that one... yeah the oh the, with the with the musicians or yes yeah okay yes. yeah no mm -hmm. the well the last one I published was it's called old style after the mm, okay. the the famous Chicago beer very bad mm. beer but uh, <laughs> it's uh, bad beer yeah. with a nice name yes old style <laughs> well because the book is a lot about the kind of nostalgia that pervades bars and the regulars that go to them mm -hmm. you know. But there's yes. a whole chapter about that lady and uh, mm -hmm. and how how things ended up with her, <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with a very okay, lightly. I'll check it out. <laughs> very lightly fictionalized. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I changed her name mm -hmm. and stuff, but yeah, yeah, she. Doesn't... I think, <laughs> yeah, one of the things that that <laughs> struck me as very American about Chicago was uh -huh. the fact that they that uh, they they turned the river in the other direction rather than flowing out to the lake. Yes. <laughs> I, I, you know, that. Well, it was I a, it was a know, marvel of like... engineering and it's what, because they, because of the growing population, they were dumping yeah. waste into yeah. the water yep. and right. yeah. And drinking it. Right. <laughs> well, the water so that had to change. Yes. So yeah. basically the Chicago river for a very long, until very recently was just a sanitary canal. Yeah. And it's the thing that, and it was a one of those crooked deals that uh, that was done against St. Louis mm -hmm. because they turned That's the water towards St. Louis, yeah. and there was a chance uh, when there were two kind of competing up and coming industrial centers where mm -hmm. St. Louis could have become Chicago. Maybe mm -hmm. were it not for that, that was yes. one of the one of the factors. It could have been the yeah. hub, the kind of the shipping and. Uh, the, the the hub in the middle of the country the mm -hmm. of what Chicago became, yeah. yes, and and yeah, so that that impressed impressed me, you know, in you know, on various levels. Yeah, struck me as something very American alongside the story of the rivalry with St. Louis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. No, but it's a, uh -huh. it's a very yeah it's it's just like this crazy human uh you know, need to you know, master nature and change, mm -hmm. bend it to, to our will because we're, we're weak and defenseless otherwise. Uh, yeah, I, but I mean, now it's retaliating. <laughs> well, sure, yeah, and it'll be fine once we're gone. And yes. This is my, my favorite bumper sticker. I keep mentioning it, you know. <laughs> save the save the planet kill yourself you know like yeah. if you want to save the planet I, there's i have a i have a plan for you yeah that's sure the best plan <laughs> oh yeah we're, i mean we're we're the virus we're the problem you know it's yes not, we are it's not the environment the environment is just mm -hmm. just pushing tilt it's telling us to like 
yeah. throw the fuck away. Yeah. And you know, if you're a billionaire, you're building rockets to other mm-hmm. other planets that you can ruin. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. Elon Musk or Bezos mm-hmm. or all these mm-hmm. all these yeah horrible horrible men <laughs> uh, <laughs> that are, that run the world. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> well, cool. well yes. cool uh you, you should probably go go for your walk in the village to go and run into one of my yeah. distant relatives uh, i will go and do that yeah yeah well, and, and thanks so much wait. for do thanks so much for doing this uh i'll let you know uh i think on, on my current uh, publication schedule i'm putting these out every wednesday you will be in early june Great. Like I'm I'm really banking. I I've like everything I ever get into. I just dove into the deep end of the pool with this thing. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> and and also everybody asked said yes, which is crazy. So, uh-huh. so I'm, I'm programmed. <laughs> that says a lot. That says a lot about about you. I think maybe or people's yeah. thirst to to just talk. I don't know. People like mm-hmm. you know talking. Yeah, about maybe themselves. a combination. That's true. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I don't have great social skills, but this is one thing I can do. Like a one-on-one mm-hmm. conversation is just about my speed. Mm-hmm. This, mm-hmm. this, this I can do. Yes. So, yeah, thank you. And uh, well, thank you. I enjoyed it a lot, and it was great talking to you. And, yeah, uh, me too. Yeah, keep keep in touch. in touch. Yeah, we will definitely. Take care. <laughs> okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye.